Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. remember the truth about our enemy and his tactics, we can defeat him. But we don't defeat him by responding to evil with more evil. And that's playing right into his hands. When we hate those who hate us, when we hate those who mistreat us, we're playing right into his hands. We're doing exactly what he wants. But when we respond to evil with good, now we're doing battle on the right battlefield, when we respond in the opposite spirit. When we're wronged, we often let our emotions run free. But Pastor Robert reminds us today that we must keep our feelings in check. Satan uses humans as his tools. He wants you to respond out of anger and hate. When you've been hurt, don't get even, rather kill them with kindness and defeat the true enemy. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. This passage pretty much proves that Jesus wasn't a pacifist. He wasn't teaching or promoting pacifism. Now, another one that kind of backs it up, and and by the way, there are those that look at this and say, oh, it wasn't really a sword he was talking about. It was this little knife. Well, it was one of two things. It was either a dagger or the short sword that the Roman army used. Both of those are defensive weapons. Both of those were used for self-defense. You know, it's not a butter knife. It's It's not a bread knife or something. These were both like military or self-defense kind of weapons. And and one of the reasons that we we kind of lean toward, I lean toward the idea that it was like the Roman short sword, is that later on, do you remember the the night that Jesus was betrayed? They're all in the Garden of Gethsemane. What did Peter do? He cut off the high priest's servant's ear. Remember that? And, and, And we're told he used a sword to do it. And how did Jesus react to it? See, this is another one of those that sometimes it'll be brought up to justify or to uh, like a proof text for pacifism that, you know, Peter should never have had that sword. Well, that's not what Jesus said to him. Jesus didn't rebuke Peter for having the sword. He rebuked Peter for using it at that time and in that place. You think Peter was walking around with a sword and Jesus somehow didn't know? Of course he knew. And he didn't say to him, Peter, you shouldn't have been carrying that to begin with. He said, put it away. It's not the time, it's not the place. Jesus didn't need defending. It's kind of like I heard Chuck say one time about the Bible. You know, we want to spend all our time defending the Bible and proving the Bible. You don't defend a sword. The sword of the Spirit doesn't need defending. You just use it, and it accomplishes what God sends it forth to accomplish. Well, in this passage, Jesus was teaching us that there's a different kind of warfare. 
of which quite often we're unaware. There's a spiritual battle that's raging. It's bigger. The battle that's raging around us in the invisible world is bigger and far more dangerous than the physical violence that we might encounter, have encountered. And that's what he's talking to us about in this passage in Matthew chapter 5. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, the Apostle Paul reminds us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, though we walk in the flesh, in other words, though right now we live in these physical bodies, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not physical. They're not fleshly. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought captive or every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our enemy isn't human, but he uses human beings to accomplish his goals. One of the things that it I don't know, it's difficult to remember in the heat of the moment, but it's something that we need to remind ourselves and and try to remember in those times when when we're focusing all of our animosity and, and, and sometimes even hatred towards another human being. Our enemy uses human beings to accomplish his goals. And he's far more dangerous than the humans he uses. You know what I mean? The humans that he uses, like I think about, you know, 2,000 years ago, he was using Saul of Tarsus, but God had a plan for Saul of Tarsus. He became the apostle Paul in my own life. And I've shared this story with you. Some of you have heard it before, but my cousin, Tony, Tony and I were, you know, we same age, basically. I was a few months older than him, I guess, but Tony went a completely different path than I did. He went a little bit nuts, like utterly and completely criminal, killing people and doing all kinds of selling dope and all kinds of crazy stuff. We were estranged for a number of years. Well, maybe I shouldn't word it that way because it was just, he was in Atlanta, I was down here and we were living two completely different lives and we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't connect, we didn't talk. He never came to any of the family get-togethers or anything like that, so I didn't see him there. And then, and then he did, you know. He, he, he met this young woman and, and um, remarried. He'd been married, divorced and, and all of that, but he, he remarried and... He went with her to a church in Alabama, and the the pastor was a retired detective. And Tony had actually started out very young in life as a police officer. Worked for eight years as a police officer before he went to the dark side, as they say. And we're standing in my front yard, or at least I think that's where it was, because I I just remember I hadn't met his new wife and hadn't seen him in, in years and we're standing there and, and he says to his wife, this preacher right here is the one who taught me how to smoke, how to smoke weed. He's the one who introduced me to sex. He's the one who introduced me to alcohol. He said to me, he said, you know, pretty much every evil thing I ever did started with you. Do you understand how that hit me? Because it was true. It was all true, but I hadn't thought about it. I'd never thought about it that way. Wow. Every wickedness. I was like a total weapon in the hand of the enemy in his life. He suffered all kinds of consequences because of things that I introduced him to because of, you see what I mean? 
But thankfully, he didn't hate me because he understood. I love Tony. I never wanted any of those bad things for him. I was having fun. I wanted him to have fun with me. I was enjoying my sin, and I wanted him to enjoy it with me. And then a few years later, Jesus changed everything for me. But for Tony, it was another 25 years or so. When we remember the truth about our enemy and his tactics, we can defeat him. But we don't defeat him by responding to evil with more evil. Now that's playing right into his hands. When we hate those who hate us, when we hate those who mistreat us, we're playing right into his hands. We're doing exactly what he wants. But when we respond to evil with good, now we're doing battle on the right battlefield. When we respond in the opposite spirit, now we're taking a stand against the wickedness that dominates in our world. You know, I, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago and thinking about how to explain it, how to, you know, you know how to illustrate it. And, and one of Pastor Chuck's sermons from one of our pastor's conferences years ago came to my mind. He was teaching from 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now, you and I have one mandate from Jesus Christ, right? Our, our Lord Jesus gave us, he gave us one command, love one another, but like for real, right? Not just with our words. He, As I have loved you, love one another. And he told us that's tied back to the other one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, with all that you are, with all that you have, love, love him and love one another. And now he's telling us here in the word of God that love suffers over and over and over and over and is still kind. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it a part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the book of Matthew, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's Tracy to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. Or join us online as we live stream. 
you'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time right here on Main Thing Radio.